This episode of the Travel Freedom Podcast is sponsored by World Nomads Travel Insurance, our preferred insurance company that we use personally. They just do better insurance, especially for long-term travelers like us. Yep. So if you'd like to get 5% off your next policy, use our link, travelfreedompodcast.com slash worldnomads and our discount code WN5DP. This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle. Every Monday, we talk travel and money. Ultimate travel hacking tips and destination advice recorded on location. We also interview digital entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income. So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Travel Mondays, episode 043, and today we are in Budapest. In this episode, we talk to Johnny from Retox Party Hostel about the redevelopment that's happening in Budapest District 7. The council are commissioning like, these amazing Hungarian artists to just come over and just do their thing. It's made the city beautiful to walk around in District 7, where there's just so many massive murals. And we are talking about the size of the building, it's like huge. three or four it's floors. Yeah. And we visit Budapest's famous ruin bars. 13 years ago, they've taken this complete ruined derelict building. Uh, instead of fixing up the building, they've just sort of turned the slightly partially collapsed courtyard into like a garden pub, like a garden area for drinking. The seats out here, everything's upcycled, recycled. Uh, nothing matches. It's all completely insane and yet artistically really interesting. Hello, everybody. Hello. Happy Travel Monday. Yes, happy Monday. And we have a very special announcement this Monday. We're in love. With Budapest! Yes, with Budapest. Seriously, we love a lot of cities, but we're not in love with them. But Budapest is different. Oh we are in love God. with Budapest. I, I love, love Budapest. Yeah. It's a crazy thing, actually, because we didn't really leave District 7, which is the old Jewish quarter. We kind of just... Hung out there for the yeah. whole time we were in town. We didn't even go to the old district at all. Yeah, the district one where all the, the old buildings and fancy buildings are. We didn't bother going there. No, <laughs> just... we did a bit of a night cruise, which was a bit of a booze cruise. So we saw like Parliament House and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but and we... we went to the baths. Like we the, did. the baths that were built in the early 20th the century. The Galea baths. Oh, they were good. Which were really, really awesome but... as well. We just stayed in District 7, mostly because it had so much character to it. Really great food options, really good prices, and some of the most interesting bars we've actually experienced in the world. Yeah, and it has its own history, its real sort of living history. It was the Jewish ghetto during the Second World War, and as such, it didn't get bombed, whereas a lot of the other buildings it in got town bombed to shit. got bombed really badly. So although they've got like an old district, they're not necessarily all completely original as far as we're aware. I'm not going to say for sure, but that's what we've led to believe. So um, yeah, but District 7, a lot of the buildings are the same old courtyard buildings with like apartment blocks that are like five, seven stories high maybe and a courtyard in the middle and all these courtyards link up between all the buildings but like privately you can't necessarily walk between them now but you used to be able to it's like there's private areas everyone had their shops were actually inward facing something we learn about these sorts of buildings yeah. so rather than having the shop fronts on the main road the main road because was where all mucky. the big yeah it was all dirty and shit. it wouldn't necessarily have been paved as well back then yeah it'd been horses going around so all of the actual shop fronts were inside these apartment block courtyards 
It's really interesting. It's really interesting to discover. So we did all that with the the Jewish food tour that was with, well, we did it with Viator, but it's also yeah. a Taste Hungry tour. Because we work with Viator, as you guys probably know by yeah. now. So, so we, that was a fantastic tour that we learned so many interesting things. And the food, oh my God, I almost exploded with the amount of food oh, that we ate. yes, we had And all Jewish cuisine. Yeah, so it's all completely like kosher style cuisine. Some of the restaurants were full kosher, which means they have the rabbi's blessing. Other ones were like semi-kosher where they follow the rules, but they haven't they necessarily have been blessed as such. Yeah. So, you know, one of the guys we uh, went to eat with, I can't remember his name right now, but we'll put it on the show notes. He said like, I don't want the rabbi's blessing because it puts too many restrictions on how I cook. That was Richie's. That was Richie's, that's right. It was like a food court area that was outside. It's and like he, a food van. Yeah, but he had like a, it's like a permanent food van yeah. rather than one that they can move around it's like a little like hut. a shipping container sort yeah of like a yeah. container sort of thing with a bar attached to it and all these seats outside yeah really cool and um, food is amazing and he's like i do the best sandwich in the world and it had all these like crispy onions on top of it and it was uh, pretty good i don't know about the best in the beef. world but it was very good it was really really good yeah so yeah definitely recommend richie's but also later in the show we're gonna have a chat to johnny one of the awesome guys we met from the retox party hostel uh one of the hostels that we teamed up with and stayed at he runs a street art workshop which was tons of fun we yeah. loved it they teach you to stencil like how to cut out your stencils how to use a spray paint can how to texture it. it it was really fun and it was only like six euro yeah like so cheap and really fun every saturday but more on that a little bit later on and we'll be talking also about the street art in district seven because there's quite it's a lot of interesting really history important. behind why the street art is now there why there's so much legal street art anyway i don't want to talk about all of that right now and um, what else is coming up uh we've got the american food revolution that's happening in budapest right now that's yeah, crazy this really uh, was unexpected because we said to someone when we were there we're like what is the number one thing we have to eat in budapest and they said hamburgers now we mentioned this in episode 41 a couple of weeks back and we were like what are you talking about hamburgers but it's absolutely true. American food revolution. And we also spoke about the three euro lunch deal that we had in Budapest. Yeah. That was traditional food. Traditional food, two course meal for lunch for three euros in a sit down restaurant. We're going to be talking about that later on in the show as well. Super affordable. So that's uh, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, that's, that's the, the main show. stuff. Lots of Budapest stuff. We won't be doing any uh, specific tips in this episode. This is just all travel location really really cool local stuff okay so let's get on to our first live clips for this episode we were visiting the ruin bars in district 7 and let's talk a little bit more well we have arrived in simplakesh it is the premiere ruin bar and by premiere i don't mean crazy expensive it's actually quite affordable i just mean it's the most famous one it's the first ruin pub so if you don't have an idea of what a ruin pub is we can grab a seat over here it essentially is a, a space it was a, a derelict building that no one was using for anything this whole area of town they've had a lot of problems with people just not wanting to put the money into doing places up and it's pretty much since even as much as World War II when this area was a Jewish ghetto nobody's put any love into this area until Simplicash came along and they just turned it into the kookiest little pub I've ever been into yep so 13 years ago they've taken this complete ruined derelict building uh, instead of fixing up the building they've just sort of turned the slightly partially collapsed courtyard into like a garden pub like a garden area for drinking the seats out here 
everything's upcycled, recycled, uh, nothing matches, it's all completely insane and yet artistically really interesting. Yeah, you can't come here and see the same thing twice, like you'll always find something different. Like above me is a gnome, a garden gnome on a swing and he has some spectacles. I did not realize he had real spectacles. I don't think he had spectacles when we were here a week ago. Yeah, he has spectacles. They've now put spectacles on him. Apparently the guy who like is the art curator of this place is kind of pretty kooky and he lives up abo above and he just goes around collecting all this random shit to eventually sort of use it so this place is always transforming in some sort of way. Yeah, and you got the trees in here, like the trees are growing out of the walls pretty much. Uh, every single bit of wall has some sort of old bit of crap or artwork, graffiti, stencil work. Like the entire place is just overwhelmingly art space mental. It is an abstract wonderland of brain disguise nightmare. But uh, it is a place that if you come here on a Friday night or a Saturday night, it will be standing room only. It is a very busy place. But if you come here on a Sunday morning, you'll catch the local farmer's market where it's, they have a lot of organic produce and people are actually really happy for you to taste test. Yeah, which is really cool. So we were here last Sunday for that and that's not quite as epically busy as like the weekend evenings would be. And unfortunately, this place got listed in Lonely Planet as one of the top bars in the world, which means now it's just absolutely full of hen nights, buck nights, everything on the weekend. It's just, it's a bit too much. You yeah. probably don't want to come here on a Saturday night. Come here on an afternoon. We're here on Saturday afternoon at about 5.30. Yep. And uh, it's not that busy. have some live music that happens as well. So maybe like, I think on a Sunday afternoon they have yeah. live music. So just come but and they chill. have random weird live music. It's not just like you'll hear a rock band playing the Rolling Stones and it, it'll be like gypsy jazz. It'll be like a dude with a double bass. It'll be some guy with an FX pedal standing in the corner playing really weird music. There was a string duo here the other day. Just a cello and a violin doing their thing. Yep, because the guys who run this place actually like to support the community, which is why it's been running for 13 years, is a lot of the other bars that have opened and done a similar thing. Some have been successful, some have not been so successful. It's because people really support this place. They encourage musicians to come here. They encourage artists to display work here. You don't have to be someone special. They do everything based on merit. If they like what you do, they will help you out no matter how famous or important you are. You just don't have to be, which is great. It's a great community way of doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Simple Cash, right in the heart of District 7, in the center of Budapest. You've got to come here. You've got to do it. Like, and yes, apart from the middle of peak time on Friday, Saturday night, it's awesome the rest of the time anyway. So don't worry about all the tourism. Become part of the tourism. We're part of the tourism. It's worth it. Yeah. But there are a lot of other ruined bars around and we're going to try and get a list together on our blog. Yeah, so really cool. Yeah, look really out cool. for that post. There's so many of them. You don't just have to come to this one. But this one's definitely got the most quirky and I would say just uh, the most art. It's just full. Who's numero uno. Yeah. Everybody else is just like ripping them off. They did it first. Yeah. To give you an idea of some of the random artwork, we're going to go around and describe it. This is one of my favorite pieces so far. Essentially, it's a small green toy child's car. They've hooked up the lights to the electricity 
quantity so the headlamps are actually actually on little orange headlamps and they've just got a mannequin doll's head painted gold just left on the seat of the car wearing sunglasses yeah you know he's just cruising he's yeah cruising. that's what he's doing just the head head yeah. cruiser i don't know if any of it means anything or if it's just some like quirky trip but yeah there's just so many different things we mentioned the gnome before i think the gnome's probably one of my favorites but you can also just go around and sort of read all the street art all the things people have scrolled on the walls Ooh, the bathtub chair okay so let's go and take a look at the bathtub chair it's a bit noisy in here because there's a big fan essentially they've taken an entire bathtub they've cut out most of one side of it and they've put a big long cushion in it and then people have scrolled all over it it's awesome yeah i want one in our house no that we have a house if we ever have a house i want a bathtub chair yeah very cool they've taken a stack of old videotapes there's probably about 50 and they've just arranged them into this sort of octagonal tower and it's about the height of a person and it's just sitting there it's sort of strange right next to the dj booth yeah i actually didn't know that it was a dj booth the first couple of times we came here because it's so obscured by different bits of artwork and shit that i was like oh wait that's where the dj goes oh okay i never noticed that i mean even every single bit of furniture you could consider art because nothing matches not even one tiny bit matches every chair is different they're different heights they're different types of chair but they're all just thrown together and it sort of works it just makes it interesting you don't need to match everything to make something interesting i mean one of these chairs it's actually an old milk like those metal milk cylinders the ones that like huge milk cylinders that the farmers would send the milk to the bottling plant in perhaps or you know old ones i guess they don't do that anymore it's like old school but they've just put a bit of wood on top of it and now it's a stool was this finished last time we were here i don't think so okay this is new so this is crazy what it is is there's a giant wheel that you can turn and it's hooked up to a whole bunch of lights i guess and the lights are making like a rope and the rope goes all the way up and it's turning this fan that's it's like a windmill yeah a windmill that's it's like, like a windmill with fluorescent orange paint on it but when you spin it the lights all the lights all come on like it's all the lights move it's like it's generating power to the lights or something when it gets darker this will be really cool <laughs> <laughs> i love it so yes this has been simplicash come here in budapest and enjoy the complete insanity and mind overload of this amount of crazy broken brains that have done weird things <laughs> i don't know where they get the inspiration from cookie land yeah okay so i have to admit i miss these bars already i miss them so much they were fantastic it's like two dollars for a pint amazing ambience it's generally busy most nights in the summertime like everybody's just out yeah like really busy like you can't even get a table sometimes in the better places and there's just so many to choose from and each one has its own sort of unique design to it yeah it really was you know so many outdoor courtyards lots of the places do upcycling which, I mean, come on, that trumps Ikea generic bars every time, right? Yeah. There's too many generic bars in the world which don't have any real character to you them. You walk into a bar in Australia and pretty much it looks like every single other bar in Australia. Yeah, unless you're in, like, downtown Sydney. Yeah, if you're in some funky area. But generally, like, if you go to a general pub, it looks like every other pub. But this, these ruined bars were fantastic. Like, every time I walked into one, I was just like, oh, wow, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh, I missed that 
last time. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, there's always something that seems to be new to see whenever you walk into a place, as we were talking about in Simplicash in the clip as well. It's just they change the stuff around, but even the ones that don't change the stuff around, there always seems to be like a hidden room that you didn't find the first time. There's another place you can go and sit. It's just, yeah, just the coolest bars. Anyway, we talk about booze and food a lot. Obviously, that's what we do. We, do have, we are having the history and culture stuff coming up later as well. So stay tuned for that. But right now, as we mentioned, more food, more food more American food. We were surprised about this American food revolution for I sure. I did not think it would be so popular in Hungary, but it really is. Okay, let's run the clip. Okay, so this is going to be really confusing for everyone because we're in Budapest and yet we haven't gone out for traditional Hungarian food <laughs> because the, the latest trend here seems to be everyone is loving hamburgers and Tex-Mex and Mexican food that seems to be the thing it's everywhere there are just burger joints all over the place we also asked a local we're like what is the thing we must eat while we're in Budapest and they were like hamburger mm. and I haven't had jalapeno poppers like proper jalapeno poppers since like, we used to work on cruise ships and this was like one of my favourite things from being in America and that sort of area like I love jalapeno poppers so much now if you don't know what jalapeno popper is it is a jalapeno that has been stuffed with cheese, breaded, and then fried. Yeah. It's amazing. It is tasty, spicy, cheesy little bite of happiness. And it is spicy, which is what I like about it. Mmm. Yum. I just I bloody love jalapeno puppies so much. I'm so happy right now. The, this place that we're at has actually got fantastic ratings for their burgers, which is why we're here. Yeah, it's called W35, and it's like, yeah, a Tex-Mex bar and grill place um, right in the heart of the 7th district, so it's really near all the ruined bars, which are awesome places to hang out as well. They've even got craft beer in the fridge right here at W35. Mm. There's a lot of melty, cheesy fun going on right now. It's helping my hangover so much. Yeah. Because yes, you might find if you come to Budapest, that this is a bit of a party town. There are a lot of bars, there's a lot of alcohol to be consumed, and a lot of people are willing to help you consume it. Yeah. Yeah, these are good. And um, we've uh, this is our starter. We've got a couple of burgers coming as well. And this place has got a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Google from like 16 reviews. So not loads of reviews yet because it's quite new apparently. But thus far, this is pretty tasty stuff. So yes, will there be goulash in this podcast? You're expecting goulash, I know. Maybe there will be. I had paprikash the other day. Langosh. Langosh is uh, fried bread. They put cheese and sour cream all over the top of it. So it's like a, it's almost like a Hungarian fried pizza, I suppose. Um, yeah, we had that a couple of days ago. And that is one dirty little snack that will help fill your belly when you're having a few beers. It's definitely beer food. Yeah, best eaten from a food truck. There's this amazing little food truck scene here as well that we're really surprised about. So tons of bars and awesome stuff to go to. And then like you'll find like this... It's like if there's a space where there was a building, like they tore the building down because it was decrepit or whatever. Derelict. Derelict. They tear it down and they're like, what are we going to do with the space? Ah, oh, we put in some food trucks. They're everywhere. Mm. It's hard to podcast when stuff is so tasty. And our burgers will be coming out pretty soon. I reckon that's going to be a base Did we end up with seven? I've had three. I've had three. Yeah, we have to share the last one. Lucky I love you. Mm. It would be cruel not to 
share the last jalapeno popper. I think it's unfair that they send out an odd number. Why do they do that? It's mean. There will be photos of this tasty food on the show notes. Our burgers just arrived and they are just, well, mine is oozing homemade barbecue I'm sauce. I'm so happy right now. I'm so happy. Sometimes you just need a burger. Yep. And the chips that they make here are like little potato medallions that have been fried in goose fat. Yes. My God. Goose fat. This is like, oh, you have to go with the, the pictures on the show notes because this is like the most beautiful burger I think I've ever seen in real life. It has been presented very nicely and there is also like a little red cabbage sort of sauerkraut type of thing on the side. It's quite a little white. Oh, it's oozing. It's oozing. It's oozing. <gasps> so nice. I think that'll be alright when I line it up. Yep. Alright. Start eating it. Oh, yes. Oh my god. There's no way I can get all of this in my mouth. That's what she said. Yeah, mine is just like full of goo and it looks amazing. Oh, the potatoes are incredible. Oh, it just dripped. <laughs> just as I take the photo, it drips. Nice. Yeah, all of homemade buns. These buns look fantastic. Okay, I gotta fully like eat this right now because it's fucking awesome. Oh. Enough photographs. When you've been partying at the Retox Party Hostel until 5 in the morning, and you've had a few too many beers, <laughs> oh, you yeah. definitely need one of these burgers. And a bottle of champagne. I had a bottle of champagne last night as well. So yeah, I got the barbecue burger. It's like a 6 ounce beef patty. A lot of cheese and homemade barbecue sauce. Onions, tomato, lettuce. Oh my god, the burger. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. I haven't had a burger this good since Cambodia. Yeah. Would you describe this as a five-star burger at a two-star price? Yes. Yeah. This, you would pay like 20, 30 bucks for this in like America. Because it's like, it's like a gourmet burger. Oh shit. Yeah, potatoes fried in goose fat. Potatoes fried in goose fat. That is a winning idea. More people should be using goose fat for everything. That should just be like regular oil. Holy freaking yum. Just the, the beef is really, really succulent, melty in the mouth. Amazing. I think it's just good. Everything's quality. It's all quality meat, quality products. So yeah, if you come in the Budapest, then you know maybe have a goulash, but make sure you have a fucking burger as well. Don't feel bad for having a burger. Do not feel bad for not. It's not always about the local food. It's just about the best food. Yeah. So that's going down on my top five burgers. Ever. Top five. I think that's my number one. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the fact that they had the goose fat fried potatoes. On oh, the side yes, that was amazing. pretty amazing. And like about six dollars for a meal. That's like a whole meal thing. So we had one each. We were feeling greedy. We weren't sharing. We were feeling hungover. Yeah, that was part of the problem. <laughs> Okay, enough about food. Let's talk about accommodation because we actually stayed in two different hostels and we also stayed with Airbnb whilst we were in Budapest. So yes. we did it all, really. In eight days, we had a quite a busy accommodation time. Yes. First so place we stayed was Wombat's Hostels. Wombat's Hostels, which were fantastic. We stayed with them actually in a few locations across Europe. These guys were fantastic and helped us out a ton in our press trip. So thanks, Wombat's. You're awesome. But they were voted the cleanest hostel in Europe. And... It really is. Like it's, if you're scared of going to a hostel and it being grimy and scungy and whatnot, this is in no way like that. It's modern, it's funky, it's clean. And it's right in the heart of District 7. It's like just a few minutes walk 
From anything. Yeah, from pretty much anything. So not just the other bars and stuff in District 7, but also if you did want to walk into the old town and see the sort of traditional buildings, then that's really only a few minutes away. It's a few minutes away from the Central Square, which is got this sort of sunken bar. Used to be the called aquarium. the Aquarium. Oh, it is called the Aquarium still. It's changed hands a few times recently. Long story with that. We're not going to go into that today. But like that's like the central hub. That's the place people meet in the city and then you can go in any direction so it's only like three minutes walk from that yes so it's super central and of course also, it's what not too far away was our favorite pizza place oh as well. pizza slice late night pizza slice for 75 cents this place was like just loaded with people all night long and we're like it's got to be good pizza and it, like the turnover is so fast they're literally bringing in new pizzas every few giant minutes giant pizzas giant pizzas like semi-thick base so not the crispy stuff that just breaks into dust when you eat into it you know like real doughy wonderful oh, covered in cheese so good we went back there so many times yeah it's just the best late night snack so ooh, yes awesome and speaking of food also when you're at the wombats hostel you can get the all you can eat breakfast for about four bucks yes which will totally fill you up for lunch as well so they've got one of our favorite things that they had on offer was the fact that there's a toasty machine yeah so a sandwich press so you could go and get your choice of bread and then they had cheese and ham and salami and then you could put tomato on it if you wanted or there was ketchup and mustard and all that and you just made a toasty our ultimate toasty was cheese ham cheese salami cheese yes that was the perfect breakfast toasty and they have this bread it's not like brown bread it's like a I don't know, super brown. It's, it's like, like a, it's like a rye it's bread like or something. Rye. Yeah. So they also good. had cereal and fruits as well. So you know, there's something for everyone to choose from: tea, coffee, juice. For four dollars, you could just like yeah, load stuff, up. stuff yourself silly. But don't steal food. They're not very happy. No, you, you can't food. take it back to your room or take it out, like pack yourself a lunch or anything like that. That would be a bit cheeky as it's breakfast to yeah. steal all the food. But, but they have them in all the uh, Wombats hostels and they are fantastic. Yeah, I love a breakfast toasty. But speaking of somewhere that doesn't do breakfast, the other hostel we stayed in was Retox Party Hostel. Uh, no one's up. Yeah, no for one's breakfast. up. In fact, I don't think anyone really does lunch there either. We sort of crawled out of bed no. at like one o'clock in the afternoon. And you kind of like find some people eating super noodles around about that time. <laughs> That's about it. But like, apart from many other cool things that we'll talk about over the next few minutes, I reckon the best thing about this place was there's absolutely no enforced checkout time. We couldn't believe it when they told us. We've been so used to people kicking us out at 10 a.m. And when we got to Retox, they were like, nah, man, like there's no checkout time. We're like, love you. Yeah. We love you. They expect you to party and they do not expect you to get up at nine o'clock in the morning to pack your things and get out. So essentially, if someone else turns up and needs the room, they say, sorry, guys, someone's all they're in there already. They're sleeping. You can hang out on the couch until they finish sleeping. Yeah, which is very comfortable to hang out. Yeah, I mean, you can't take the piss, but no, yeah. I mean, why would you take the piss when they're making it that easy for you? I'm yeah. sure they'll come and give you a knock on the door at like two in the afternoon and say someone else is here. And do you mind? Yeah. But, you know, like they're not going to come around at nine and go, we want to clean the room. Get the hell out. Out. Yeah. So yeah, that retox is a very different experience to what you'll get at Wombats. It's the opposite experience. Complete opposite. It's rough, ready, binge drinking insanity. It feels like there's more staff than guests because everyone's really welcoming. Yeah, and everyone they're all in the bar to all everyone. Time. Yeah. Like, so all of these staff, of which they do have a lot of staff, they're all sort of there as party staff. 
So they're there to interact with people, get people to make friends. So they'll like come up to different people and go, hey, have you met this person over here? And, you know, so it's really easy to make new friends. It, yeah. It's actually impossible not to make friends. If you go to the bar, you're going to meet people. It's just going to happen. Yeah. So we had a chat with some of the staff and here's the clip. Okay, we're here in the Retox in Budapest. And I'm chatting to a few of the guys who work here. Because working in a party hostel is pretty fucking mental, right? I mean, we've been here for a few days and we've been pretty drunk the entire time. So, you know, how do you guys handle it working here for weeks or months on end? Like, all right, Forrest, you're up first, come on. You pretty much just get into a routine. <laughs> a routine of being drunk. Drink all night, take... Have a, have a little bit of a nap and then uh, wake up and do it. A month yeah. of hangovers and then, yeah, yeah. pretty much in a routine. That's what I said. Schedule, get up, a bottle of wine, a few cans of beer in your set. That's about it. So that's it. Just get up and have a bottle of wine and you'll be all right. Yeah. I think the key is to be drunker than the guests. If you're drunker than the guests, you're always having a good time. <laughs> Obviously, that leaves you in a position of responsibility where you're more drunk than the people you're looking after. Does that sound like a good idea? Is that sensible? Yep. Yes? Yeah? Sounds, sounds like the blind, the dream. leading the blind, drunk leading the drunk is the best way to be. <laughs> the drunk leading the drunk I think that pretty much sums it up <laughs> yeah it's certainly a mental lifestyle like a few days was intense actually living there uh, oh. that would be pretty hard work for your internal organs I could right? do it I think, I think we're too old for that when you're young like we worked on cruise ships and we partied pretty hard to similar fashion of these guys but maybe not even quite as hard no I these say, guys are even more insane than what we yeah, were strawpedos every night all night at 6am and shit like that it's, yeah um, it's insane but we haven't partied that hard for a while but you know we were pretty happy to uh, to join in and get involved with the social environment it was really fun we had such a good time there we were very sad to leave yep and it was like one euro a pint at happy hour from like 6 to 8 in the evening that definitely kept our wallets happy yeah it makes it a lot easier yeah one thing we also did get involved in was the Wednesday night alcohol Olympics. I have to state we didn't take part. We didn't take part in the no, alcohol Olympics. No, no, no. Oh my god, I'm not even close to being up to par with these guys who competed in this. It was just insane alcohol game. So it's like drinking shots, drinking beers, doing the strawpedos as we said, but also having your wits about you to do like beer pong and like coin tossing and stuff like that. Yeah, coinage. It's a crazy, crazy amount of drinking games. It was like about seven rounds or something and every round there's three people on a team, they all get drunk. They just drink so many drinks in each round. And actually the team that came second place, they decided to compete with only two members on their team. They were insane. Yet they was. still had to drink three team members worth of drinks. They were very impressive. I was, there were two boys from England, well impressed. Yeah. yeah they did a great job. Serious drink fit they were like, <laughs> never seen anything like it. But yeah, so that's another crazy thing you can get involved in. So we didn't actually drink, we were just there taking photos and you know, generally having a fun time Which and enjoying the party. Which will be in the show notes. Yeah, there'll be some photos. So we had a chat with the bar manager, Johnny, because he's been living in Budapest for years now. He's worked his way up from being one of the guys that just hang out in the bar and talk to people to cleans actually- Cleans the vomit. He, yeah, cleans <laughs> the vomit. He's worked his way up over the years from sort of just starting at the hostel to actually being full on in charge of the bar which is a, you know, it's a very serious, responsible job now. He doesn't get to get as drunk as he used to by the sound of it. But uh, he does know a lot about the street art because he's a big street art fan. He actually runs the street art workshops every Saturday at Retox. 
And as we said earlier on, six euros to do that if you're interested. But let's get into the interview and you'll learn a lot more about the area, about District 7 and about what it's like to actually live and work in a party hostel as like, that could be your location independent startup plan. You won't get much work done, <laughs> but you will have fun. <laughs> All right, so we are talking to Johnny at the Retox Bar. He's the bar manager here. He's been around for five years now. Five years of drinking. How have you handled this? Uh, it's on my second liver now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's been tough. It's very intense. I've gone through several jobs where from day one being, trying to just get used to the intense lifestyle of living in Budapest and working in party hostels so yeah worked in several hostels and then found myself in my loving home with a loving family of work colleagues I've been in Retox for, for four years now and I love every bit of it started working in the hostel taking people out being a, a host to a variety of people and then finishing that and coming working at the bar now so yeah nice did you actually come to Budapest with the intention of working in a hostel or did you just end up here and go shit I love like it, I yeah, stay. I came over here yeah, five years ago and with my ex-girlfriend and you know I was thinking what the hell do I do here and, and I did a little bit of English teaching at first but that didn't really earn enough money and then um, I bumped into the community of, in, in the centre of Pest uh, which is the main party area and you know met a good number of people that worked in hostels and introduced me to a hostel life which I had no clue about before coming to Budapest I yeah. didn't know what hostel was <laughs> So, yeah. Yeah, crap. And this place is crazy. I mean, obviously, a lot of people won't have been to Budapest before, but especially Retox Party Hostel, it's uh, it's pretty intense. Every night, there yeah. is some sort of drinking activity going yeah, on. Absolutely. So, if you don't like alcohol, this is not the place, not place for you. For you. Um, <laughs> on arrival, if they're staying in a hostel, we, we, we're brutally honest with them. We say, hey, look, we're Retox Party Hostel. We're a full-blown party hostel. We don't sugarcoat it at all. It's not worth it because, you know, we don't want to bad review and nowadays people have heard of us and they want to come and stay with us for the pure fact of just getting absolutely mangled and having a great time and the things that we do in the bar when we first opened we tried it was very hard to kind of you know get the word of mouth around and it's, we've worked really hard and now people hear about retox all over all over Europe and you know that's the only reason that they come here is because they know it's crazy and yeah. we're, we're, we have uh, all these different activities the, you know, alcohol Olympics, you know, Sunday Jaeger train. It's been, it's become really popular. Yeah, it's pretty extreme. And I'm interested because obviously if you're like in England or something, these sorts of party hostels there, there's probably some regulations That's that are going thing, yeah. on. Um, regulations in Budapest are pretty low. They, you know, anything kind of goes, you know, that's why you see a lot of the ruin bars. England, Australia, they've got all these tight regulations with health and safety and it would be impossible to do something like that. Responsible drinking yeah absolutely yeah and we encourage binge drinking and that's very very frowned upon sometimes we but we do the best that we can to look after the people that come here and you know not you know if we see someone that's in trouble we're, we're definitely going to look after them but yeah I think I mean in England obviously they complain about binge drinking because maybe there's violence associated with it but I haven't seen any indication that anyone is violent towards each other here at um, all there's been obviously a couple of incidents over the past five years as actually being open but it's strange it's we're like a community you know yeah. everyone comes in here uh, the mindset of uh, and we kind of 
encourage them to be like, look, we're here, we're a community, everyone's a family, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I think any other places like my hometown is, is terrible and everyone gets drunk in different places and then they come together and, and collide with each other in, in, a, in a bad kind of organised or unorganised way. And I think we organise what we do here very well, if I don't say so myself. Yeah, I think so. All the, the drinking activities are well coordinated and there are plenty of them and yeah we haven't seen any problems people have turned up and they seem to just yeah. get on yeah. which is great I mean yeah. and why not why shouldn't people get on it's sad in England and Australia that they seem to have fights at the pubs every weekend and yeah I, I think it's our opinion as well that it's not the drinking necessarily that causes all the problems often it is the tension between the people yeah. in those places maybe they've got a long running issue maybe yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah we just we haven't seen so much violence in Central Europe and Australia it's almost impossible to go to a pub on a Saturday night without seeing someone fight absolutely it's impossible and I think you know everyone sets in a different frame of mind a lot of people are happy to go and do their 9 or 5 job and that's the way they'll just continue with their lives and that's fine as long as they're happy in my opinion that's great but I think there's a filter and the filter that is the people that decide to go travelling are the people that are kind of courageous and yeah. open and have actually thought right I want to do something something more with my life I think that's a good filter of people that come through and they're easy to you know to, they're in the kind of the same category of really nice and loving people hopefully the majority of them I've found this to be the case I think it's, it's a yeah. beautiful thing you know to bring people together and, and to get the word out there where we can actually bring people over here as well yeah and it's such an amazing city anyway yes and beautiful. I mean we should talk about the art here because this is one of the most exciting and important things of coming here it's not just about drinking but when you do walk around you go to the different bars mm. and the ruined bars yes, especially and even just walk in the streets mm. there's just there's been this crazy revitalization in the last 10 15 years yeah. i'm sure you must have seen that in the five years you've been here what, what is the street art scene and why um, is it so amazing it's it's great i mean when i first came here work was kind of in progress the seventh district being the most interesting part the jewish quarter is very alternative you've got all the ruined bars and that's where most of the street art is unless you're, you're commissioned to do any work it's extremely illegal but people seem to do it anyway and they have there's like ways of getting around the law you know if you're caught spraying on a wall and you don't have permission you can serve up to around about a year in prison sometimes yeah. but there's these things called pastels which are great and that's kind of like a, a kind of a way of getting around it is you know you're pasting a pastel is, is something that's a picture that's made at home and uh, put onto the wall with glue and I mean if you if you're there, there is some football going on right now outside, so we're just. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. Okay, I think someone scored, so we're all right. All right, um, let's keep going. So yeah, the a pay stop if if they catch you, all you do is, is tear it down and then no fine or minimal fine. But over the past, I think two years, what's most popular and a couple of my friends that, that have I've come in to meet throughout, you know, doing my kind of street art workshop that I do in retail. They've uh, they put up some really really beautiful on side of buildings because they've been recognised over the so many years of, of doing their own kind of work in, in different com like commission places like bars so that's a popular thing now like the, the side of buildings you know the, the yeah. 
tens of uh, like that's the most popular thing that's been going around at the moment. I don't, I'm not sure all of the artists that have, that have been doing doing them, but they're, they're beautiful. Um, it just makes the city so much more enjoyable to walk around to see absolutely. instead of a bare brick wall. There's just so many giant yeah. murals. It's amazing. Yeah, it's just really you just got to become. Oh, hello, lad. So yeah, we were just saying that all of those bare brick walls yeah, yeah, have yeah. just it's made the city beautiful to walk around in District 7 where there's just so many massive murals and we are talking about the size of the it's building like huge. three or four it's floors huge. yeah they the, the I mean the council or whatever you want to call it here in, in, in Hungary they do all like the prep work which is great 7th district being it was very like just a kind of just down in a dumps kind of area because it's very neglected and now like the, the council are doing all the prep work of like putting up the scaffolding and painting the walls white and then you know commissioning like these amazing Hungarian artists to just come over and just do their thing and, and I think that's a great thing in regards of, of Hungary and Budapest the government aren't great at that kind of thing so it's kind of a it's a, a warm feeling that there's they're trying to do something to make make up the streets that didn't look so pretty look I, beautiful I think it makes there. people happy yeah. I think we've seen some of the parks like there's a park here where there is a huge mural of a blue sky yeah and a hot air balloon hot air yeah, balloons yeah, yeah. and it's you know now there's like kids playing in the park and it seems like a really nice place it's, to be was a disgusting park it was like avoided like the plague it was you just kind of kind of now it's impossible to kind of see through my eyes of like how it used to be but it used to be oh, it used to there's an abandoned play play area and now it's beautiful they just put some money into it and you know uh, I don't know how much they pay these these artists but it's huge I mean I guess they just like pay for the pain or I don't know give them a little bit of cash but I have no idea well, but, I think that's why they get sponsored now like you have Strongbow that's come in yeah. that's dealing with a lot of the bars so Strongbow sort of paying to get this stuff done and they just got get their logo kind of worked into the artwork a little bit yeah. there was a new one we saw going up today actually the scaffolding's up and they're going to be working on a new one yeah. sort of down in that district where they just up from Simpler Cash yeah just up from Simpler yeah like on the street on the way up it's something similar that we did in you know the progression of our bar is you know we're typically a ruin bar in, in Retox Bar and that's kind of what we did we had some blank walls or just concrete and we got a bunch of Hungarian artists and we just put the word out there say look hey we're going to buy all this paint for you just come in just go crazy and they did and it looks amazing now there's some there's some really good stuff there's even really 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 good stuff I and then there's some I think Vodka Tsunami is one of my favourites yeah, yeah, yeah. when I saw that I was, I was very impressed I was like wow <laughs> yeah it's the, the guy that did that he was he was uh, an inspiration to me it's a Hungarian street artist uh, called Gergé which is kind of a weird Hungarian name to pronounce but I just call him Greg and uh, <laughs> good enough <laughs> anyway and he, he a few years ago he, he taught me how to stencil because we started our, our little stencil workshop here our little, it's been in the making for years now and we kind of simplified it now but he, I have him for, to thank for, for for teaching me and you know taking time to and patience to teach me how to, to do this incredible talent that, that he had and he just passed it down to me and, and it's really good to you know put some things up on Facebook now where I was I did very basic stuff and now I do quite complex you know multi-layer stencils to projection stencils and you know for him to comment on the saying something like just it's just simply good, good work and it, just, it feels like an amazing yeah. thing to, to grow here but yeah well we were here doing the workshop last weekend and we had a great time and of course it's really affordable so if people are staying here or even if they're not staying at Retox they can come in on a Saturday night and do the workshop yeah. which starts at about 6.30pm yeah. normally so they yeah. can just contact you guys and say I want to come in and it's 1500 which is about five or 
six euros. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's really, really, really affordable. No, it's something I love to kind of pass on, as well as my mentor, whatever you want to call it, pass it down to me. And so it's an incredible thing to learn. And you know, people are so surprised with themselves, and I know you guys were as well. Yeah, I thought um, mine would be shit, and it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, you know, you got to stick it out with them. You have to be patient doing the stencil, and as the teacher, being patient with them because they lose hope, and you're like, come on, just just stick it out. You're going to be great. And at the end of it, they're just amazed with what they've actually done. And that feeling for myself to, to make people smile, providing something like that, it just, it's a really good feeling. And, you know, just it's just giving a little bit back to the yeah. community that people want to learn. It's know. encouraging the art form, and I think that's a great thing. And yeah. it's nice for people who come here who see the artworks on the walls, they get to actually experience a little bit of doing it for themselves, yeah. get to have a bit more understanding. Because a lot of the art we have seen around, some is stencil-based, some yeah. is not stencil-based. Yeah. But, yeah, the things you see on the street. Absolutely, and they, it gives them a good opportunity beforehand doing a stencil workshop. We we work with a, a company to, called Alternative Budapest, and they do a, an alternative walking tour. So you, you get to see everything that there is to see on the streets, and then you feel inspired enough that you want to do the stencil workshop. I think it's a good combination doing something yourself, and at the end of seeing some great work around Budapest, it's it's nice yeah. to kind of have a crack at it yourself. Definitely, yeah. and it's also happy hour whilst the workshop's on, so it's one euro for a beer. It's great. And you, you can't get, go wrong with that. Not advised to get drunk and play with knives at the same time, but <laughs> I'm there to look after you. That's what's my job as well. So, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's a freedom thing, being allowed to have a beer whilst doing a workshop. I, I like the idea of this. It's like, if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to have a beer. You know, it's just it eases a, It eases the tension and like, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, it loosens the hands. Yeah. You know, it makes Absolutely. your cutting hand a little better, maybe. I think so. You think work for me. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, Johnny. Thanks no for talking to yeah. us today. No and um, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, I, awesome. You guys can check out Retox Hostel. Type it into Google or just jump on our show notes for the episode and you'll find it. We'll be right there. Yeah, so thanks again to Johnny from Retox Bar. And yeah, so the way we actually found Retox Bar was we did an alternative walking tour of Budapest, which took us around District 7 and showed us all of the different street art in that particular area. So previously, street art was illegal. It is still actually it illegal. It is like street art is, is illegal unless illegal. it gets authorized. You have to apply. Yeah. You have a to couple apply of the done. street artists in Budapest all got together and said they wanted to create a nicer living space because post-communist things are not, you know, everything's gray, things are not really that nice and not that pretty. And they wanted to brighten it up with their street art. So they petitioned the government and the government agreed. And so now you can walk around, uh, particularly in the seventh district and see a lot of murals done by these fantastic street artists. Yeah, and it just brings a lot of happiness to the area. There's this one park that used to be a really dangerous place. Actually, it's just around the corner from the pizza place we were talking about earlier, yeah. where you get the really 75 cent slice. But yeah, apparently it used to be a really dangerous place at night. But now yeah, it's you just, would never go there. It's full of children and families. There's, they painted this really big, nice. beautiful mural of clouds and blue skies and trees. And it's just this stunning massive mural and then they did up the park at the same time and they open it up and every day it's just full of kids enjoying themselves with their parents and it's just a really nice 
place to hang out now. Yeah, and it's good. The way that the legal street artists have made such an impact on the area and the way that they're sort of progressing the art scene, it means that the illegal street artists aren't being assholes. They aren't just going and tagging all these beautiful murals. They're actually leaving it alone and respecting the guys who put so much work in to make this happen. You never say that. You never no, say that level of respect. Yeah, that level of respect is sort of unheard of in other cities, I think. Yeah. I mean, even in Bristol in England with Banksy, who's got a lot of work in Bristol, uh, some of those have been tagged by people who are like, oh, I don't agree with what Some Yoko fall like, through like a big blob of blue paint at one of his most yeah. important ones. And it's like, douchebags? Yeah, Why? really, really sad. But anyway, back to Budapest. Yeah, communism is gone. It's truly gone. And the whole area just seems so modern and so modern European, Western European. You know, they're embracing the American food thing. People yeah. who live there really want to be more that way. They don't want to have the communist way of life anymore. I yeah, think. and a lot of the young people, especially in that District 7 area, are the ones who speak a lot more openly and even critically about their, their current government. They're not perfect. There's still a lot of corruption going on to the point where they've even nicknamed their president, Victor, the Victator. Yeah, he's the Victator. victator. There's actually quite a lot of illegal street art around mocking the Victator. Yeah. And saying <laughs> control, not, control. He's not popular. No, he's not popular with the young people. I mean, I don't know how he gets elected or if the elections really work or how it corrupt they are. Jigged, We're not going to comment on that because we don't know what the real situation is. But clearly people in District 7 are feeling that they are now free to talk about politics and that's good. That's good. They're allowed to discuss it and they're not going to disappear when they do, which is nice. Yeah. Another thing of the historical aspect we really enjoyed is naturally the traditional food. Of course. Food. We're back to food. <laughs> we had to get some goulash, right? You, I mean, you can't, to. can't get hungry and not have goulash. So, yeah, we did some research on Google Translate and we talked about it in episode 41. So yeah. If you want to know how we found these places and how we're now finding other places in other cities that are super local and super cheap, then head back to episode 41. It's like the opening topic. But... Let's eat! Yeah, let's eat. Cheesy. It's cheesy. Cheesy. And soupy. So we have come to get ourselves a very affordable day menu. It's one of these cool things. If you come at lunchtime, a lot of places, especially Monday to Friday, you can pick up a meal for three or four euros. Especially if you choose somewhere a little bit out of the tourist area. Yeah, generally if you're like in the tourist area, it's going to cost you at least like, maybe at least like 12 to 15 oh, yeah. euros. Well, if you're in the real center of town, it could be 12 euros. If you're in the seventh district is probably about six, somewhere around sort of two thousand. Whereas here, two course menu is nine fifty. Super cheap. Yeah, which is just over three euros for a two course, which is amazing. So your starter is a soup, and they have quite a few different soups that you can choose from. Today, I went for cheese and celery because it's cheese and celery. Yeah, which is obviously an awesome option. I've gone with the very traditional goulash soup because we've actually been here for over a week and I haven't had goulash yet. No, I've been a bit slack. Yeah, had a lot of kebabs but this is awesome obviously there's a lot of paprika and there's actually quite a lot of meat in this soup and considering how much we're paying I wasn't even expecting to get meat I thought it'd be no. like the flavour of meat the stock of meat but that's really red there's a lot of paprika yeah in that. there's a lot of paprika in I think let's see I think it's pork no I think it's chicken it could be pork it's just been stewed for a long long time so it's sort of just turned into meat who knows what it is but yeah we're at uh, Regos Vendigio which I probably pronounced incorrectly so we yeah, will I put it on the show 
show no notes. No idea how to say it. The name of the place will be on the show notes. It's a little bit outside of any of the areas that you would normally go as a tourist. But it has a rating of 4.7 on Google. Yeah, which obviously is pretty freaking good. Yeah. And thus far I have to say it is very tasty. And the fact that we can pick up two two-course meals and two pints of beer for 10 euros in Central Europe, that's pretty good. Yeah. And there's, it's not a really basic menu either. Like, there's a lot to choose from. Where some of the ones that we looked up were like... You will have this. Yeah. It's three items and you have all three of them and that's it. This one, you get a choice. And I don't think a lot of tourists are venturing up here. No. But honestly, it's only a 10, 15 minute walk from the main District 7 area where all the ruin bars are and all the party places are. So it's really not that far away. No, and it's totally worth it to get it more of an authentic local experience. Because we're sitting in a cellar right now. We are. It's so hot outside. It's a really hot day. And you come down into this cellar and it's nice and cool. Have a beer. And we're surrounded by stone arches. You know, the whole roof is curved. It's properly arched. And like a brownish, grey, reddish stone. It's a proper cellar. Mm. But it is decked out really nicely. Like all the tables are set up with um, nice tablecloths and uh, red and white sort of mix. And there's flowers on every table. You know, it's a, it's a nice little restaurant. It's not just some cheap hole in the ground. No, it's like a quaint little old school family bistro kind of thing. Mm. You think this this has been owned for quite a few years? I can't remember. I think it might be 80 years old. I think it was this one that's 80 years old, but I could be wrong. So don't trust me on that. You'll put it in the show notes. We'll find out for you. Anyway, the, the soup comes with plenty of bread, so you're not going to go away hungry. And I'm going to have to try something makes mm. makes cheese soup because. Uh, oh yeah, we need to swap. This is the best thing about being a couple on the road is that we order two different meals every time and we swap and try everything. It's got to be something pretty awesome if we order the same thing. Yeah, that happens occasionally, but not that often. Oh yeah, it's got like potato and carrot and everything. In it. Yeah, it's a really hearty meal. Yeah, that goulash soup's pretty much almost a meal in itself. Obviously, it's a thin soup rather than a thick sauce, but it's still got all of the yeah meat and vegetables in there. Oh, that's nice. Yes, it is. And the cheese soup is cheese soup. So <laughs> this is already a winner, right? You cannot go wrong. And in case you need extra paprika in your paprika soup, they bring a little pot of spicy paprika paste on the side. It's actually really nice. Just yeah, it is really good just on bread by itself, but it's also good if you add it to the soup. And we have two main courses coming after this, of course, included in the day menu, and we'll get back to you about them when we figure out how to pronounce what they are called. <laughs> so the main courses are here, and there is no way we're going to be able to pronounce the words, but we'll put the words on the internet on the show notes. When we discover them, we'll write them down, the correct spellings, but we can explain what it is. Mine is grilled pork with a layer of mushrooms, which they then put ham over the top. They then melted cheese over the top and sprinkled it with some paprika. And it's not just ham. I mean, like, when you think of ham, you think, like, wafer-thin crap you get in a sandwich. This is, like, solid. This is a side of ham that has just been placed on top of the steak. That is pretty awesome. Served with chippies. Plus, these are full-size, like, really full-size portions, given that we're only paying just over three euros for a two-course meal. Like, this plate by itself, you'd think, well, that's got to be, like, five euros, but it's not. And there is so much cheese on this. Yeah, that looks awesome. I will be stealing some of that off you in a minute. But right now I'm trying mine, which is um, also pork. It's pan-fried maybe or roasted, but I think it's pan-fried. And it is in a sort of paprika-type sauce with mushrooms and a little bit of yogurt and extra paprika on the top. And it's got little dumplings, which are the things they do here. They're like spatzel. I 
love the spatula dumplings. Yeah, little tiny dumplings. It almost looks like you've got scrambled egg on the side of the plate. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, this is genuinely yum. So affordable. Mm. Yeah, that slice of ham is like half a centimeter thick. That's crazy. I mean, that amount of ham is going to cost you two euros in the supermarket anyway. God knows how they're doing this for the price they're doing it for. Anyway, we're going to eat these yums, and I'm going to have to steal some of Meg's because she's actually almost finished it. She's just inhaling it. Sorry. All right. So I haven't been able to get the name of the dish that I mentioned in that clip. It was a really unusual Hungarian word. The menu wasn't in English, so we actually had to ask the waiter to tell us what things were. If you go to that restaurant, and we'll put the details of the restaurant in the show notes, it's the pork thing with creamy mushroom sauce. Whatever you get, it's going to be pretty tasty. The food yeah. seems really consistent there. And three euros for a lunch menu, that's just... That's one of the best we've seen in Europe. Amazing. Yeah. So that was our taste test of Budapest. Yes. And I want more. Yes. We'll be back to Budapest one day. Oh, I love it. Okay, it's almost the end of the show. You know what time it is? Travel homework time. Yep. Your homework this week is to go to Budapest. Book, Book a flight. flight. Book it. Book go. It. Go now. No, we're kidding. We're no, not kidding. We're not. Go. But seriously, we can't wait to go back and, you know, if you can get a decent apartment in the 7th district for like $500 a month, which the people we talked to said that's pretty typical to get something under $500 a month. If you get a small place, it'd be quite a lot less than that. Yeah. Cost of living is very cheap there. Yeah. Yeah. General cost of living is good. Supermarkets cheap. So really, if you're heading to Europe and you haven't chosen all your destinations yet, make sure Budapest's on there because I think people go, I've got to go to Paris i got to go to Rome. I mean, all these cities are good. I'm not saying they're not good cities to go to. But if I was given the choice between Paris and Budapest, I'd choose Budapest. Absolutely. Every time. I wouldn't even consider going back to Paris. It was just like one of those places, like, I went there and instantly was like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. you walked out of the train station and you turn around and look at the train station and go, oh, wow. Look at that. Like, it's. it was, oh, wow, for everything. And let's face it, it is a lot cheaper than Paris. You get a lot better value for money. Where, where? And really, it's got a lot of history to it. The place has history. We didn't see as much of the history as we should have done, but the history we did see was oh, very we're interesting. We're going to go back. It's fine. Yep. We'll go see it next time. Next time we go back. Or maybe we'll the next, next time. The or maybe stuff. the next, next, next time. Oh, the many times. One day we'll live there. Who knows? But it's like minus 15 in the winter. So go in the spring and the summer <laughs> yeah. and the, the autumn time. Don't go in the winter time. No, that's unless great. you love the cold. For listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast. Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at travelfreedompodcast.com. Join us again every Monday to learn how to supercharge your online income and travel like a prince on a pauper's budget. We are waiting for your comments and feedback, so tweet us at mytravelfreedom. Or email info at travelfreedompodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm Megzi. Catch us again every Monday on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now. Bye. 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 Bye.